0: on this computer. Oh. All right. Well, welcome, Brewer fans, to the Brooker Review podcast. Um, we are well into the offseason at this point, into February, and the Brewers are finally making some significant moves. Joining me once again is Vince Trevato. Vince, how's it going?
1: I'm well, Craig. How are you? Do we have uh, Scott or Chad on here today?
0: I don't believe that we do, but they're are more than they're invited, and we'll see if they can maybe chime in with their expert analysis. But otherwise, we're gonna have to take it take it from here. So, um, all right. I guess Brewer fans have been waiting patiently all off season to make um, some significant move, other than of course signing utility infielder Daniel Robertson. Um, but,
1: um, <laughs> Just, sorry, it just sounds funny when you, when you recap our offseason. <laughs> I didn't mean,
0: a lot. Um, but... Me signing Jace Peterson, I believe. believe. But uh, besides that, um, the Brewers then this week did finally make a pretty significant signing. And that player is from our formal rival St. Louis Cardinals, and we signed second baseman Colton Wong to a two-year $18 million contract with, I believe, a club option for a third year, um, and that was not, I don't think, a move any Brewer fan or fan of Major League Baseball or anyone on the planet was expecting, but uh, uh, <laughs> before I start on my rant, I'd like for you to uh, give your analysis of your initial thoughts and your reaction to this. I guess big offseason signing from the Milwaukee Brewers Colton Wong is now a Milwaukee Brewer.
1: Yeah, uh thanks Craig. Um it did surprise me as well as I think like as you pointed out most Brewer fans to hear that news this morning. I had not seen the Brewers uh, attached to Colton name, uh, Colton Wong's name whatsoever at all this offseason um or even in prior seasons anything like that. So um, you know, Wong had, had essentially become a free agent after he turned down his part of the option year with the Cardinals for over $12 million uh, earlier in the offseason. So, I, you know, I think that it surprised a lot of people just because the Brewers were not necessarily uh, looking, at least certainly not publicly, for a second baseman, given the fact that we've got a very young, cost-controlled Keston Hira um, at the position. So it, it, you know, certainly did contain that element of surprise. Uh, I'd say that overall... If this is the only move that the Brewers make, uh, then it's a it's a huge disappointment. If this is something that is part of a larger strategy that Matt Arnold and David Stearns are putting together, I could be okay with it. I think that, um, you know, again the dollar amounts averages out to nine million a year for the next two years, so it is less than the option he turned down uh, annually. Um, so it, maybe it's about on par with what he would get uh, from another club. I think that maybe the two years is is why the Brewers were able to sign him um you know so from that perspective uh I, i'm not too upset about the dollar amount unless it really does limit us but i, I tend to think that it it won't if there is another move to be made I'm, I'm guessing that we still have the payroll capacity to do that um as far as Wong as a ball player he's been a thorn in the brewer's side i will certainly say that uh i think he's got a 308 lifetime batting average at miller park so it'll be nice not to have to face him again i guess if you're if you're the Brewers, but um, you know, I think that he's a little bit better than average, uh, sort of a replacement-level offensive player. Um, I do like the fact that he gets on base quite a bit. Um, I think where, where he really does add a ton of value is on his defense. He's certainly going to be better defensively than Hira at second base. Um, but for me, until I, I – I really don't know how to rate this transaction until um, we see what the Brewers' overall plan is. If this is a move of Keston Hira to first base, and that that is our – Keston's our new first baseman um, – you know, I guess that, that that's, you know, one way to fill a need. But um, I'm not convinced that the brewers are done yet. I still think that I'm hoping that we're not done yet, that we're going to still uh, hopefully bring in a, an actual third baseman as well with some power, because that's one thing that um, Colton Wong cer- certainly lacks is power. Um, so, you know, for those reasons, I'm not going to give the the trade a grade yet, Um I'm not overly disappointed. I think that, you know, judging from our pre-production meetings, I, I think I know where you're going to come down on this one. Um, I'm kind of in a wait-and-see approach. I don't I don't completely dislike Colton Wong as a, as a ball player, so um, it's not a just a, a loss automatically either, right? but it's a, it's a wait-and-see before I declare it a win as a signing as well.
0: Yeah, that's some good analysis, Vince, and I agree with a lot of your points. Um, I will start by saying my... I do think this was the long move for the Brewers. Um, But, um, I mean, no one saw this coming because my initial reaction was, because it's been kind of Sturm's M.O. for the last couple of seasons when last year we had not so many outfielders we didn't know what to do with, and then he went and signed Abisal Garcia to a two-year contract and overpaid him for some reason. Um, Similarly... um, This move, I mean, we don't, we literally have a whole roster full of people that can play second base already. Keston Hira, um, we've got Luis Urias, who was our big offseason trade acquisition last year. Uh, We just signed Robertson. he can play second base. Um, And so I don't get that. Um, With that being said, I mean, looking at the Brewers team that did make the playoffs with a third consecutive team last year and expanded playoff year. Um, their offense was just god-awful. And I don't believe that this was exactly what I was envisioning as a fix for that. Um, And so basically saying someone that doesn't fix our offense and is a position we don't need doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, So it's trying to wrap my head around Stearns and Arnold's thinking here as far as making this signing. And I also think that they slightly overpaid for him and anyway, uh, on top of it. So it's a little bit of a shocking reaction, I guess, overall. I will say in a vacuum, Colton Wong is a good player, in my opinion, but nothing more than average. Um, I will say that his, he's got great second baseman uh, defense, which is the exact opposite of Hira. Um, and so he'll improve our club in that way. He does know how – has the ability to get on base. Um he just hit left-handed um, and, uh, you know, can hit toward the top of the line and possibly even leadoff spot. So those type of players are valuable um, in a vacuum. Obviously, we're going to fit them as a starting player somewhere on our roster, and assuming it's second base. So what that means yeah, is, it, it again, creates a whole bunch of other questions, just like last year when we signed Garcia, like where's Braun going to play? Oh, we'll stick him at first. Well, here we are exactly a year later, and we moved our friend – our. Former franchise player Ryan Braun just took away his starting job with that signing last year for no reason and said, go play first base. Now we're doing the same exact thing a year later to our future franchise player, Keston Kira, who's still very young and capable, I believe, to at least give second base a little bit more of a shot. Uh, And now we're moving him off second base. Where are we going to play him, one might ask? Um, Well, I think the only option is first base. I mean, we may have thought, oh, we could DH him. I'm also against DHing a player uh, as young as Hero this early in his career also. Um, so really, I guess, guess what, Keshen, here you're going to have to learn how to play first base this year and hoping that he's able to do yeah. that. We have to have his line- his bat in the lineup. We can ill afford unless... him. Have... I'm sorry, yeah, Craig, go ahead. You, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, unless
1: we're, unless we're trying to trade Keston, I mean, that's the only other thing I could think of is, is, is Keston potentially on the move. I mean, it'd be shocking again if the Brewers were to trade a young player like Keston with his pedigree, a former uh, first round pick by the Brewers, the guy who, you know, certainly uh, I, I guess he did have a down year in 2020, like many other players did, but certainly showed in 2019 that he could hit in the big leagues and his bat has always been, you know, a, a, a huge part of his game. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that that bears worth thinking about, though, too, because it really does remain to be seen. If Tustin here has ever even played a game at Little League at first base, I mean, I I've, I don't think he played. We could have the interns look this up, but um, I don't think he played one game in the minor leagues at first base, and I don't know that he played any in college. And, I, you know, it's just he, he's going to have to learn a new position at a young age in the big leagues and still be expected, if he is with the Brewers, to bear a big brunt of our offensive attack because we lack other options. So, um, you know, it 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 would be a professional challenge. No question about it. I could see it, you know, I, I could see David Stearns and Matt Arnold trying it though. I mean, they certainly are willing to think outside the box. I will give them that because they seem to try to address positions of need, uh, by acquiring guys to play positions that we already have a, a, a strength in. So, um, maybe this is just the new plan, you know, and guys are expected to be able to play, Multiple positions across the board, even your bigger offensive players, your stars like Dustin Hero or Ryan Braun.
0: Yeah, and now one does not have that same profile where he can play all over the diamond. I mean, he's never even played one game at the major league level at third base. So there's some thought, oh, we're we gonna move, we're gonna play him at third. No, that it's unquestionable that he's gonna be our second base starting second baseman. Right. And every well, that's his is value. Know,
1: too. His value as a great defensive second baseman. I mean, no question about it. His glove is 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 great. Uh, I do think he's one of the better defensive second basemen in baseball. And, and with Lorenzo Cain, uh, assumingly coming back uh, to play center field, that's, that's a really great up-the-middle defense uh, between uh, Wong and Cain. So, you know, I don't think you want to take away that strength of this trade by moving him. He did play a few games in the outfield last year, though, too, just for the record. But um, I really do think his value comes in being a great defensive second baseman.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. He could be a backup um, all-fielder, including even He's got some center field experience, which is valuable. So, again, harking the point that Stearns and Arnold, they definitely value those up-the-middle types, you know, center fielders, shortstop, second baseman. um, And that's all well and good and very important defensively, I I get that. But when you're completely ignoring uh, offensive production from the corners, uh, that's a little bit concerning. I thought that lesson would have been learned last year. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit miffed right now on what exactly, you know, the plan is in the corners and maybe, maybe that's forthcoming. Um, you know, at this point, if the season were to start after this move, obviously Luis Urias would be our starting third baseman. And, uh, you know, he does have the ability to play shortstop and kind of is pegged as our, f- our future shortstop, but we did resign sign Orlando Arcia too. So I mean, I think there's a possibility that Arcia could be, you know, a bench shortstop or backup shortstop if indeed we sign a, a really quality, let's say Justin Turner type third baseman. But I don't really feel that that's going to happen. I, I feel that the third will probably sign a third baseman to platoon or something with or be a backup or a emergency depth for Urias. So, uh it'll be interesting but with that being said i don't i just don't think that this lineup has enough thump um power wise than it needs but um you know again we're we're focusing on our 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 great starting pitching and bullpen to hold the opposition down and runs and if we can manufacture enough runs that's all well and good and we obviously were able to make playoffs last year With that being said i really just think this team would be improved with what that one solid Third base bat. Now, I mean, knowing that we're not going to be signing a first base bat, like we we attempted to sign Justin Smoke last year, hoping that his you know bat at first base would be a middle order type, and it just failed. So I guess we're not taking that route again. So instead, we're signing that athletic, athletic up the middle types once again. So it may work. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't absolutely hate it. I just am, am a little bit confused by it. And, uh, you know, I, nothing against Colton Wong, but he is already 30 years old. And I think he's past his prime. And I prefer not to sign guys like that. The difference between this signing and Avisal Garcia one last year, which is a very similar co- contract, I believe his was a two, two year 18 million with a third year club option. Also, it's almost exact same contract that Colton Wong just signed. Um, and the difference is that I think I Garcia was only 26 years old before last during the signing last year. Colt, Wong Wong's four years older, so I, I'm a little a bit, little bit concerned that we're not going to get that same production that we've had from him uh, during his Cardinals career here. But I hope so. Uh, certainly. Um, yeah. The other thing, it, it, it's almost like Stearns and Arnold are planning like a year in advance. That's kind of what I thought when they did the Garcia. They they fi- they knew they were going to have a corner outfield hole coming 2021 20, season, so they filled it a year early and just figured out where you know where he was going to play, um, and then. Same thing with with Wong here. Um, obviously, I, it's almost going to be certain if there's a 2022 season that the NL will have the DH in the new CBA most likely. So at that point, um, we w- you know Keston Hero could play DH if necessary, obviously, and we would need a second base opening, and and therefore you know Colton Wong um, w- would be valuable for us starting 2022. 2022. Um, And I guess this is a fallback option. They might be able to see if Hero can play first base this year. And if he can't, then in 2022, um DH would be an option. I hope not, but um it seems like that's kind Mm -hmm. of playing again. I I just don't know if I agree with this plugging holes a year in advance type of thing by creating a log jam uh during the current year. But this Mm -hmm. seems like the second year in a row that we're doing this and I, yep. I, not that the Alvesar Garcia, Garcia sign blew up in our face, but I think that that was an overpriced um, contract for the type of player he is. And he, and, and I kind of feel the same way about this Colt Wong one. Um, I, I guess overall, but uh, yeah,
1: Craig, I, to your, to one of your points, I don't worry as much about Wong's age at this point, given that it's a two year deal. You know, I, if this were a five year deal, I'd be a little bit more concerned. I mean, Certainly, I think that that was a valid question when Lorenzo Cain was signed to a five-year deal, as opposed to a three- or four-year deal. And um, but for these two-year deals, I don't worry about it a ton. I mean, you're you're only on the hook for so long. I I don't think that he's going to just lose all of his skills by the age of 32. So you know, if if this were a signing that was done, you know, when he was 36, maybe we can start talking about you that. No, I bit agree more. with that.
0: I just I, I just saying they're not going to be at their peak because, in my opinion, and uh, history has shown that. Uh, offensive players' peak seasons are age 27 through 30 seasons, almost hands down all the time. So he's just out of his prime, and therefore you can expect, I would think, a slight decline in numbers. However, he will be moving in, uh, to a more hitter-friendly park in Miller Park, so perhaps it'll be about the same. So um, he is a lefty bat. He he can hit leadoff, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he de- if he is given that leadoff role over Kane and possibly have the top of the lineup of yeah. or, Lefty Kane, who's a righty in this two hole, um, and then followed by Yelich as a lefty in the, in the three hole instead of his traditional two hole, and then maybe Hira hitting cleanup. So that's a pretty far ball top four lefty righty uh, top of the lineup. After that, it gets pretty dicey um, in our lineup as it currently stands. So we're hoping some more signs are on the way. Also, you would expect yeah. the brewers, just these one or two veteran starting pitchers um, along the way here, too, because as it stands now, um, it seems like, you know, the, anyone past Woodruff and Burns in a rotation um, are huge question marks, in my opinion. And not only that, but Woodruff and Burns are still young enough and unproven enough that they're not solidly entrenched in their roles either, even though it is, it, it is good to see that we have two top rotation type guys. Uh, under team control and for fairly cheap in those two, but again, I really think that we need a veteran pitcher um, outside of Josh Lindblom, possibly as a signing. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I do think we have a great, great bullpen, and uh, there, we'll there was some talk of Rich Hill.
1: Today. Rich Hill today, right? Didn't that pop up on uh, on the rumors that were going around today?
0: That may be true. Yeah, I, obviously he qualifies, but he's he's a little bit older a veteran He's already 40 years old, but. He does, you know, hey, I track record. Craig,
1: think of it like this when you're talking about these guys' age. When, uh, you know, looking at a guy like Colton Wong, Colton was 16 uh, during our spring break in uh, Puerto Penasco, Mexico in uh, 2006. So That's just true. Wanted to point out. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I'm just hitting my prime right now. So I, I feel like we're still okay <laughs> on the age stuff. <laughs> no, you're going um, right up. I do find my so favorite part of to today's. Oh, yeah, for sure. My favorite part of today's signing was actually that our colleague, Tom just in the paper on Sunday, um, that of course we were blocked from reading, uh, had said that uh, the brewers were done making moves already this offseason. season that there would be no other signings taking place. So I just wanted to point that out.
0: <laughs> wow, that's great inside information from our, our, our oh. journal, <laughs> beat writer for the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow, that's terrible. Of (laughs) course.
1: Just thought that that was worth mentioning here on this podcast. Hopefully he's listening. Um, And speaking of Tom's, uh, did you get any uh, indicator that the Brewers are still in uh, on somebody like a Justin Turner to address our third base needs? Or are we, are we looking to trade for a third baseman like Jose Ramirez of the Indians? Did our our anonymous source, Tom Carter, mention anything to you about that? Um, I talked to our anonymous source earlier, but um, he didn't mention anything specifically other than saying stay tuned. I think this is a quote to me.
0: He said just you can call him T. Carter instead of saying his first name. So that, that, we'll, okay. we'll try to do that about Tom. But uh, okay. yeah, he, uh, well, a couple of things. He said that even though this move today, the Brewers had no plan to trade in Keston Hira, which may be speculated. So that's one piece of information that I, I know is pretty solid from TC. Uh, secondly, he does think that we're still going to sign a third baseman um, to, at the very minimum, be a platoon partner for Luis Urias, and he expects that player to have uh, some form of power in his game, so I don't know if he didn't throw out any particular names, but uh, we'll see. Um, there are Jake, some Lamb. Guys Jake Lamb? Jake Lamb is a good one. Definitely. He's a, one of my favorites, so that's most likely not going to happen, um, but maybe a, a name like Mikhail Franco, formerly of the Phillies and Royals um, as an option, also. Um, So we'll see. Um, But uh, those are a couple names to watch. But I don't, besides doing that move and maybe signing one or two starting pitchers, I don't expect any other big moves. So, unfortunately, if this is really our biggest move the offseason Colton Wong signing, again, it'll be slightly as exciting as last year's big move of getting Avicenna Garcia, which is, again, not moving the needle of excitement very much. So, Um, I know that we don't have a ton of time in this podcast, but I do want to address the elephant in the room. And the elephant's name is Nolan Arenado, who, unfortunately, one of the best players in baseball, best hitters, and uh, best defensive third baseman probably in the game. Got traded to those Cardinals from the Colorado Rockies for basically just a bunch of garbage prospects. Um, And uh, just to make it worse, the Rockies kicked in $50 million to make it happen as well. So, the Cardinals got a huge steal, and now, you know, they, you know, with Arenado at third and uh, Paul Goldschmidt at first, um, they have a formidable lineup, and defensively, they're amazing as well. So, unfortunately, that I, I think that that's a little slightly better move than the Colton Wong signing, I would say, by just a tad. Um, and so, even though the Brewers finished behind the Cardinals last year in the division, I, I don't like that what this is doing to, um, you know, separate. Cardinals from us, but I will say that the couple of Cubs moves, including signing Jack Peterson and signing, starting pitcher Trevor Williams is a little less exciting and don't scare me at all. So I do feel that we're still at least equally as good as the Cubs, especially with them losing Darvish this offseason. So I don't know, and the Reds obviously are losing some pretty key pieces with Trevor Barr, definitely not re-signing with them. And I, I feel that the, you know, they trade away their closer as well. So I, uh, and they lost a shortstop. So I really think that uh, uh, the Brewers are still a second best team in NL Central going into the off season. I mean, into the season at this point where we're still a uh, couple weeks off of here, spring training, kind of getting kicked off. Um, so that's exciting at least. Um,
1: well, and, and Craig, that leads to the other big bit of news. Uh, just this past week, since our last podcast, uh, the, the uh, owners had sent a proposal to the Major League Baseball Players Association that um, had talked about pushing back the start of spring training, pushing back the start of the regular season for about a month, um, expanding the playoffs and including the DH uh, and shrinking the, the overall number of games played in the regular season from 162 to 154. That that uh, offer was uh, rejected by the players and not to get into who was right or wrong on that. But um, I do think it's worth pointing out that at this point in time, uh, as we sit and tape this on February 3rd, the uh, spring training is scheduled to be starting on time and major league baseball's regular season also scheduled to be starting on time. Uh, No announcements yet regarding fans in the stands uh, around baseball. And maybe that's going to be city specific in a lot of cases, but um, um, you know, with the pandemic, but uh, I do think it's worth, uh, discussing that and at least throwing that out there for discussion um just major league baseball looking forward to starting on time this year uh, unlike in 2020.
0: Yeah absolutely that's very exciting uh knowing that there'll be a full season and just you know the spring training starting on time that's big it would have been very disappointing to me if if everything got pushed back a month um and, and I understand the offer from the owners or whatnot uh trying to use a pandemic as an excuse to try to you know save a little money that's fine <laughs> But I, I really think that uh, uh, make a little bit more money with expanded playoffs. It, it'll be interesting that this will definitely be the last year uh, in a long time where there's only going to be 10 total teams making the playoffs. I really think in the next CBA, it's almost a foregone conclusion that they're going to probably expand to 14 teams in the playoffs starting in 2022, my belief. Obviously, last year, they did yeah. 16. Luckily, or else the birds wouldn't have snuck in. But um, I, I think that's just too many, and I think they realize that too. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be very much more difficult to make the playoffs this year. Um, and so I'm still looking forward to a great Milwaukee Brewers season, but my expectations are not that they're going to for sure make the playoffs as they have three years in a row. But um, No, I, think-
1: I, yeah, I, I agree. And we can get into our season preview, you know, I think in a few weeks down the road during spring training. But, uh, you know, at this point, honestly, I'm just very excited as a fan that, uh, there's at least some light, hopefully, at the end of the tunnel with these vaccines that we could, in, in theory, uh, as fans, be in the stands for actual Major League Baseball games here in 2021. I it's just uh, cannot believe we win a full season without it. But, um, you know, at this point, that's going to be a win as far as I'm concerned. And um, secondary to that is going to be the team on the field, to be quite frank, for 2021 on a personal note.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I know Brewer fans are missing the, the stadium, and even though it's called the you know American Family Fields or whatever, uh, There's still the great parking lot that they're missing out on too. <laughs> so I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to get back. To get back True.
1: <laughs> so um, I guess before we wrap it up,
0: and so are there any players that out there that you would want the Brewers? You know, if there are still free agents uh, that you that you would want the Brewers I, to target, starting pitching or third base types that you kind of. E- Yeah, there's a couple
1: guys in mind. I mean, obviously, like many Brewer fans, I'd love for the Brewers to sign Justin Turner to a one- or even a two-year deal. Um, If it was a one-year deal, I I would throw the annual value up considerably, and and, um, I I do think he's going to end up, unfortunately, getting maybe a three-year deal to go back to the Dodgers or something. But um, in theory, I would love to do that, barring that from happening. I think that there are a number of what I'll call lesser third basemen on the market. If we aren't satisfied with that, though, I could see us using uh some of the limited prospect capital uh that we do have and and trying to swing a deal for a guy like jose ramirez i think he'd be a better long-term fit at third base and um allow us to have a lot of flexibility we could include one of our other infielders in the trade uh but i don't know that we're really going to match up well with the indians they may be asking for a lot more for a guy like ramirez than we're uh, capable of giving but i'd say that those two guys or one of those two guys would be my top the top of my personal wish list um I do think that our pitching staff is is pretty good, actually. In the top, we'll say three spots. I do think that Freddie Peralta is going to be a starter this year. I, I certainly hope so, um, which to me solidifies spots one through four essentially in that starting rotation. Um, I wouldn't mind adding another veteran arm just to throw into the mix. Um, there's still a number of guys out there. I don't really have anybody specifically in mind for that role, but um, certainly would never hurt to add a guy like that. And I, I would. Yeah, for nostalgia's sake, but also because I think he can still be valuable on the field. I would love to see the Brewers bring back uh, Ryan Braun on a one-year deal and, and be a bench bet. I don't know if he's willing to do that at this stage in his career, um, but I think it would be great to see him back in a Brewers uniform in 2021. Uh, hopefully allow the fans to, to say goodbye to a guy who has been a part of four Brewers playoff teams, five Brewers playoff teams at this point in his career and um, who's won an MVP in Milwaukee and meant a lot uh, for baseball in Milwaukee, and has spent his entire career in a Brewers uniform, I, I think that'd be very fitting. So uh, those those three things would be on my wish list.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I agree with it. Would be cool to bring Ron, Brian Brown back just to, to you know finish out his career here. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I, I hope so, but I, yeah, I wish we you know offer a contract to uh, Dan Dan by, back at this point because of the fact that. You know, there's no DH, and now we, we've got Hero playing first. There's really no starting position for a local back. He definitely doesn't have the profile to be like a bench bat. um, you know, just because of his lack of defensive help, period, anywhere. So he's not the type of, I don't know, but we, I mean, we're probably stuck with him unless we can cut him or something. But if, if I would have rather brought back Ryan Braun, obviously, it costs a little bit more, but uh, then back. But I guess hindsight's 20 20 for the organization, but. Um, as far as the other parts of the, the team go, of course my wish list at third base, I probably shouldn't even say because I know what time I am, but I love that bringing Jake Lamb and have him compete for you know, at least platoon at-bats at third base with Urias and uh, with the right-handed hitter Lamb the left key, That I think that would work out really good. And not only that, but if the kesson Hira experiment completely fails at first base, Jake Lamb can also have first base experience as well. So I think that's kind of an ideal fit. And I think that gives him an advantage over someone like Michael Franco, who I mentioned. Um, who is right-handed hitting a third baseman. I don't think he can tune with Urias, obviously being right-handed, but he does offer some nice power and he still has some youth on his side. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be saddened by that uh, signing. Um, but uh, as far as the pitching staff goes, there's some there's still some nice starting pitching names out there on the market. We're obviously not gonna get a top guy, but um, as far as like maybe a younger guy a Reclamation Project, maybe someone like a Taewon Walker or even Julio Teheran. maybe he's got something left in the tank. Um, or if you're looking more for veterans, like you said, yep. I wouldn't mind. Still, um, and also, I know Brewers fans would not like to do this, but I wouldn't be, you know, again, signing giving Cole Hamels like a one-year contract at like four million or something like that, and see if he's got anything left in his tank either. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. there will probably, probably be none of those guys I mentioned, so don't expect anything.
1: <laughs> I, did, I wasn't trying to, uh, to to be personally harsh towards you in our pre-production meeting, but um, I do think it's funny because, like, literally every every guy that you don't want the Brewers to sign, we end up signing, and uh, it, it, is, it is kind of humorous, you have to admit. But, um, they're, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Walker a lot. I would not be opposed to, to bringing in a guy like Walker for the back end of our rotation. I think he'd be a really good bet that um, – you know, he's still got some upside and, and could still develop and if he can get past some injuries. I think that he could be a really good, valuable, uh, lower cost addition. Um, but we'll see, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that we're not done. I guess that that's my biggest hope. I know that fans have been clamoring for well, several months now at this point to, to make any move, to just do something, because everyone can see that our offense was, you know, fairly putrid, uh, even though we, even though we did make the playoffs last year or so, Um, I hope that the Brewers don't just do this, think that they're done uh, and then move on. I know that we're going to get Kane back. I know that Yelich is probably not going to hit 209 or whatever this year. I know that uh, Hira is probably going to have a better offensive season than he did last year. But we still need to look at ways to improve our offense. And um, I hate to lose the power uh, at the hot corner that we if we're going to throw out, you know, Urias is our starting third baseman I think he's a very valuable player but I think he's more valuable in another role uh, on our team not necessarily as a starting third baseman
0: I agree I think his bat would play much better as a starting shortstop and I don't think you know even though Orlando Arcee had a nice year last year uh, with the bat uh, hitting 260 I believe I don't think he necessarily is guaranteed a shortstop job even though he's great defensively um you know, I, I think that this will probably be our last year with him. Uh, so I, I really expect there to be at least some at bats, you know, at the major league level for Urias, no matter what happens with with our next signings, because I, I do think he's a key part of our future middle infield, uh, so to speak. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be exciting, definitely um, coming up. And and, and yeah, I, I, the Brewers. I, I don't agree with hardcore. They're definitely not done. I think there's going to be a couple more key signings, and may, maybe there'll be someone, uh, you know, bargain that could be open up the first springs a little bit more for uh, kind of like what we've been prone to do the last couple of seasons. And, and uh, you know, I'm not expecting that, but you never know, you know, and, and I think the Brewers will be a very competitive team this year. And I like that. As you mentioned, yeah. I still probably Peralta is kind of a big X factor in the, in the pitching staff overall, whether or not he gets, has yep. to be a starter again, I think he could really take off. And if, he, if that doesn't happen, I think it could be a key back of the bullpen type guy, too. And I, I'm really excited about our bullpen. I mean, I don't think there's another bullpen in, in baseball that's as good as ours with Cater and Williams alone at the back end of it. I mean, some other electric. Yeah. As well. My, yeah. So, and
1: I, I agree. I think, I think that my hope with Peralta is is that we just stick to one thing with him. You know, I, I think that can really hinder, and he's still a young guy. I think it can really hinder a young guy's development to just be thrown into you know, all sorts of different roles. I know that it's done. And I know that he's been able to adapt fairly well, but I really wish that we would give him a full season to show what he could do as a starter or just decide he's going to be a reliever and stick to it. Um, except for maybe an emergency start or something. I, and my hope is, is that it's in the starting rotation. I think he's got the stuff. I think he can last. I think he can go deeper into games than we give him credit for. Um, I think he's, he's, he's a guy who does, Tend to get hit harder in the first inning or the first go through a, through a lineup, so he's going to have to work on that. But um, I still think that Peralta is a guy that could really be a valuable live arm, um, you know, in our starting rotation. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we we put him in the rotation to start the year, and then we keep him there um, and and let it play out and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, ideally this is how I like I'd like to give Freddie Peralta that number three is starting spot or whatever, and then the number four rotation spot I would like to have a veteran signing there at that spot. And then number five, I'd kind of like to see what we still have in Eric Lauer with Josh Lindblom kind of acting as a swing man, so to speak. And I would, yeah. I would put, put Adrian Hauser back in the bullpen permanently, uh, even if it's a, in kind yeah. of a longer role.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I'm don't. i I'm probably a little higher on Hauser than you are just from our previous shows, but it doesn't have to be as a starter. I just think he's got decent stuff and it, we shouldn't just you know toss him away. I think that he's got some value oh, and yeah. – um, whether that's as a number five starter or if it's in the bullpen, I'm not really too hung up on it when you've got other options. I was very disappointed in Lindblom last year. I don't know if it was a, you know, just a product of it again, it being a weird season and you kind of throw out a lot of parts of a weird season, or if it was a a readjustment period for him after the Korean league, or, or if he's just not as talented as the Brewers had hoped. And, um, you know, I, I think that kind of remains to be seen, but this is, it'll be really telling what happens with him in the first, you know, say month of the year um, here in 2021 and, and kind of see where things are at. But, um, you know, out of all those options, I think that you've got at least a decent number five starter uh, in that mix. So we're, I, I think, going to be okay there. But I agree. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to fill in that rotation with one more guy as our, you know, four starter or whoever that veteran arm is to just throw him in that rotation and not as concerned about the order as I am in making sure that again, guys like Peralta are either starters or relievers um, and making sure that, you know, Corbin Burns stays at the level that he was at last year and that uh, Woodruff continues to improve because both of those guys were so clutch for us last year. We're going to uh, obviously be relying on them quite a bit. Yeah.
0: And, and the Brewers will probably try to go for one of the, you know, this year's version of Wade Miley or, Jordan Lyles? Jordan Jordan Lyles were just like a journeyman (laughs) that never succeeded with another team really but then took kicks off with us and my candidate for that would be Tyler Anderson formerly of the Rockies and the Giants. He's a left-hander who's still only about 30 years old and uh, I I think he would maybe be it but now that I mention it I'm sure it won't happen but anyway (laughs) You just jinxed it (laughs) You, t-
1: you know, uh, Craig, Brett Anderson is still out there, as is Wade Miley, and uh, I think Jordan Lyles is out there still, too, so you just never know.
0: Oh, yeah, well, let's bring them all back. All right, Um <laughs> well, speaking of bringing back, we definitely want to bring back to our listeners, Scott Bartell, and uh, even Chad Collins, for that matter, at some point, but uh, yeah, we want Scotty back as soon as possible. I know he's, he's working for the government, and they're keeping him pretty busy, and he's got a uh, puppy duties and all that stuff. So we we need him back on the show, and I think he said after he is over his Super Bowl hangover. I guess he was really excited about the Super Bowl this year for some reason. Yeah, um, and, and
1: and we've gotten your emails, West Dallas. We do know that he is a uh, the most popular host that we've got. So we will work on getting him back uh, when he is off of dog duty or off of his postal routes or whatever else he's up to. Um, he does get busy drinking beer sometimes. We we tried to change the rules of the show so that he could actually enjoy a a frosty beverage, uh, during taping, which is, uh, you know, obviously not been allowed in the previous 15 years of this podcast. So, um, sort of the show, but, uh, anyways, we will hope to return soon. And speaking of that, continue to send us your emails, brew crew review Podcasts with an S at gmail.com uh, is our email address. Uh, please give us a follow on Twitter at brew crew review one. Um, we will respond to you on Twitter the quickest, but we will always answer your questions uh, via email as well. So look forward to hearing
0: from you. All right, that sounds good, Vince. Uh, let's have a great rest of the off season and looking forward to spring training. So I'll sounds great, spring, Craig. Waiting for sounds spring great. And... Let's
1: hope that we're talking about another move soon.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, stay classy, West Dallas, and go Brewers. Go
1: Brewers. Do 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 do.